a listener production. Hi, I'm Elle Ferguson and this is Sliding Doors, where I chat with inspirational people from the world of fashion and beauty about their sliding door moment. That is, the moment they took a chance or made a life change that led them to where they are now at the top of their game. Having founded my own fashion and beauty brand, The Elle Effect, I know that succeeding in these industries isn't easy. So I'm inviting the people I admire most on the podcast to share their stories, insights, and tips for turning your passion into a career. Can you hear me? Yes, and see you. Yay. And see me. Great, we're all here. On this episode of Sliding Doors, I get to chat to April Gargiulo. She's the founder and CEO of a luxury skincare brand, Vitna's Daughter. What I love about this conversation is April actually tells me about how her career started in winemaking and how the fundamentals of art and science in winemaking are also the same when you are starting a luxury skincare brand. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so excited to see you. I want to be where you are. It looks amazing. I know. Well, it's summer here in Napa Valley. It's gorgeous. There's no place more beautiful right now, I think. I fell in love with this journey, learning all about how April started this iconic skincare brand. You guys are going to love this. April, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'm super excited to be chatting to you. I'm so happy to be chatting with you. It's really funny about just before I launched Elle Effect, I had a meeting with Violet Gray and I remember walking in and the funny thing was, is that I was trialing formulations of spray tan, of tanning. So Mm -hmm. I was the color of like an apricot. It was not my best first impression. And I walked in and I was like, what's the like most amazing product you've got at the moment? And they said your product. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with it. And it was so amazing to be in such a great conversation with such inspiring women and have a brand that I didn't know of or a big, Mm -hmm. you know, giant brand. It was really amazing. And then they told me your story. I was like, this is really interesting. So I'm so excited to be chatting to you today. I know, me too. And it's so interesting how you described how you found Vintner's Daughter because We don't do marketing really of any kind. And so you have to kind of discover us. And more often than not, it is this kind of what I very lovingly refer to as this girlfriend to girlfriend effect. Yeah, I like that. Not to say that, you know, all different genders don't use Fitner's daughter, but it is this moment that people fall in love with the product, fall in love with the results and want to share to everyone they know and or they get stopped on the street to say, yeah. what are you using on your skin? I need to know. And they very proudly say Vintner's Daughter. So I love that you found Vintner's Daughter that way. That's exactly how it happened. It's so funny you saying that because I remember there was like five of us sitting around like a boardroom and they went and found me the samples because they were like, you need this. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it happened. So I love that. Before we get into things, I have something called the Fast Five. It's rapid fire questions. Fun. Let's Yay. do it. Good. It's good. People that enjoy it are always happy. Okay. What did you eat for breakfast? I made these energy balls and they have like flax seeds and oh, nice. chia seeds and walnuts and oats and I made them with my daughter. So she poured, I think, maybe like an entire bag of chocolate chips in there, which I, you know, (laughs) wasn't hating. Maybe there were some goji berries and some kind of sweetener of some kind. So I had those. They sound delicious. Yes. Uh, Friends or Seinfeld? Neither. 
Oh, nice. Is that crazy? I was no. living in Manhattan when both of those shows were on television. So I think I was sort of living it, not watching yeah. it, if that makes any sense. I was, I didn't watch a lot of TV when I lived in uh, New York. Do what I love that answer because I've yet to have that answer. So I love that. Okay. So what is the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? I, first of all, I am not a morning person. I wish I was like, I, that's the one thing about myself I would change is I wish I was a morning person. So my husband, my kids are already up. And so I get up and I go out into the living room and I kind of sit there for a minute and, <laughs> and just kind of acclimate because they've already been up for like an hour and are like on fire. And I'm just sort of trying to catch up. You're in shock. <laughs> what was the last item you purchased? I purchased this scent diffuser by a company called Commune Design. And I wish I could remember the scent designer's name because she's extraordinary, but it is this like just, and I'm not actually, believe it or not, I'm not a big scent person, but this particular scent designer does just really beautiful, beautiful, 100% natural scent. Yeah, It's Commune Design is where I actually purchased it. I just can't remember what the designer's name was. Okay, but you're going to have to let me know because I'm the biggest scent person ever. Oh, this is so, so beautiful. And it, it's this little ceramic, it sounds crazy and kind of hippy-dippy, but it's the ceramic kind of tray that you put on top of a light bulb. And then when you turn the light it. on, it heats up and scents the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. No, okay. I, you definitely have to tell me what that one is. I will. Last question. If you were stranded on a tropical island, what are two items you'd take with you? Oh, that's a great question. Um a hat nice. and I mean, I guess my iPhone, right? My lot of, that, <laughs> that's a good one. That, <laughs> that gets you off the island. Well, it is. I wasn't even thinking about getting off the island. I was thinking that I need music. So I figured <laughs> yeah, oh, all my music would be right there. And it gets you off the island. That's and, a good and then, one. Right. And then that's a bonus too. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, look, thank you for answering those because I always feel like it gives you a really good understanding of the person I'm interviewing in a nutshell. So thank you for that. For people that are listening to us now, would you be able to give us a little bit of an overview of who you are and what you do? I am the founder and CEO of Vintner's Daughter and Vintner's Daughter is a nutritional skincare company. We create products made from the finest ingredients in the world. We very uniquely begin with whole plants to formulate products that have this very deep communication with the skin to bring about profound health and radiance and balance to the skin. I just have to say your skin is flawless. So I I started using, the girls sent me a really good little package about a month ago and I started using and and I'm really excited to see the results start happening. Well, it's so simple. I mean, the formulation is extraordinarily complex, but once it reaches you, it's two simple steps that deliver everything your skin needs, right? And so it's this, you know, I think skincare has become so complex, so daunting in many ways, because this idea that you need five, six, seven, eight, 20 products is a fallacy. And it's very much created by companies who want to sell you more things. It is not skin driven. It is revenue driven when you're thinking about that many products in someone's someone's routine. So to have two products that you know will always service your skin at this very deep level is, uh, to me, extraordinarily freeing. You didn't start in beauty, did you? So where did you start your career? I started my career in design. Design and architecture was my first love. It's what brought me to New York City. And so I was in New York for many years in the design world. And then 9-11 happened. 
And I wanted to, it really kind of propelled me to be closer to family. So I moved out to California where my parents were growing grapes in Napa, California, in this beautiful wine region. And my parents were growing grapes and they wanted to make their own wine. And so they kind of said to me, hey, we're going to start making our own wine. Is this something that you want to, you know, join us? And at that point, after 9-11, I was ready to be closer to family, closer to nature, all the things. And uh, moved out to um, back to Napa and helped them start my family's winery. And so I was in the wine business for 10 years. And that wow. was really what led to Vintner's Daughter. I mean, it, how it doesn't you, make how sense, did it but happen? it is. No, it, it does and it doesn't because I guess, I mean, winemaking is such an art form mm-hmm. and it is down to the formula. Well, it's, down it's to art the and science, right? It's one of those really True. interesting things like architecture, right? Is art and science. Design yeah. is art and science. Yeah. Wine is art and science. Um, you know, music, art and science. And so, yeah. you know, Napa Valley, what Napa Valley is, it's, it's this community like, like wine regions around the world that is committed in such a deep way to creating the very finest wines in the world. Right. Yeah. And so they yeah. do anything and everything it takes to reach that ultimate goal. And what that means is that there are no shortcuts. There are no cutting corners. Everything they do is in service to creating something that is the finest example of itself in the world. And so yeah. that is how luxury was defined for me. Right. At, yeah. an, at an early yeah. age. Right. You start with the finest raw materials and you honor those materials through very thoughtful yes. and diligent craftsmanship techniques. Right. And yeah. I was also, and here's the bridge, I was also somebody who always had skin issues. So this is what I wanted to ask yes. you, because I was like, how did it, I, I feel like these amazing conversations that I have with so many incredible women, it always kind of stems from something that they needed mm-hmm. personally and they couldn't find. So your skin wasn't amazing. No, I had, I had cystic acne, I had pigmentation, and then, you know, just all the things that come along as you get older Yeah, and was using at the time what I thought were the best products in the world. They were some of the most expensive, you know, quote unquote luxury products. And being in New York, I mean, you would have had an array. So this is what I always tell people is that I was living in New York in the nineties. It was sex in the city. Everybody, it was about shoes and handbags, right? And I was not ever saving my money for shoes and handbags. I was saving my (laughs) money for skincare. Right. So I was spending the same amount of money that my girlfriends were on like whatever it was, a Fendi baguette bag at the time. And I was buying, you know, ridiculously expensive skincare. And by the way, I was in my twenties. I didn't even need it. But whatever. It It was it's it's always a love it though. Right? Yeah. And and so it was at this time that I became pregnant with my first daughter. And as one does, when you first become pregnant, you start looking at all the ingredients and, and, and just yeah. checking everything, right? And I was shocked to realize that these, again, really expensive products I had been using that I thought were luxury were really yeah. anything but. They were 0.01% yeah. active ingredient. The rest was filler. That filler was yeah. oftentimes toxic, right? And so none of that added up to, you know, what my definition of what luxury was, right? That from yeah. this world yeah. that I came on where luxury is all about quality and craftsmanship. Back to the one, yeah, yeah. And so that was really the genesis of Vintner's Daughter. How do I create a true luxury skincare company built off those same philosophical principles as the world of fine winemaking of quality and craftsmanship? I love that. It's amazing when you think about it like that in a whole new respect, because I know formulization is so hard to nail. So to have those kind of pillars that you had to hit with your own formula is huge. 
how long and when did you get it right? That for, How long did it take and when did you get it right? So we have two products, right? And so we launched in 2013 and in seven mm-hmm. years, we've had two products, these, you know, extraordinary products, award-winning, coveted, beloved. And yeah. they are such, they are that because that is our standard. It doesn't become yeah. a Vintner's Daughter product if they aren't that. And so Active Botanical Serum took about two and a half years to formulate and Active Treatment Essence took about almost over four years to formulate. And then even just to produce them, you know, the average time that it takes to produce skincare is six hours or less. You probably know this. Yeah. (laughs) Every bottle of Active Botanical Serum takes three weeks. Every bottle of Active Treatment Essence takes five weeks. And I don't say that to kind of disparage other brands. I just... I just mentioned that, that because it is how different we formulate. And it's, it's why I got into this business. I did not want to create fast beauty. It was about creating products that when you begin with these whole plants, and again, we're sourcing some of the most nutrient dense whole plants in the world, plants that have been, you know, revered since ancient times for their yeah. medicinal and nutritional benefits. And over the course of three weeks, we create what we call our phytoradiance infusion. And what that is, is this, we capture all of that beautiful, gorgeous plant actives, all of that nutrition. And ultimately, and this maybe is kind of woo-woo, but all that plant intelligence, right? So that yeah. when, with every drop of active treatment essence or every drop of active botanical serum that touches your skin, your skin recognizes it. It's made from the same nutritive building blocks. And so it can put it to work faster, more effectively, more efficiently. And the results are iterative, just like our bodies, right? When we feed our bodies great food day in and day out, whole plant sourced foods, our bodies become stronger, healthier, more resilient, right? It's like if you compare a meal replacement bar to a beautifully prepared plate of food, right? Like that plate of food is going to allow you to thrive, right? And it's not just going to like immediately satiate you, it is going to compound with time, right? And that's the kind of products we, we make. Were you trying everything on your own skin at the beginning when you were forming? Yeah, and you were just mm-hmm. in it and yeah. you were trying everything. So I was making sure that it was good for acne prone skin. I was making sure yeah. it was good for different tones of skin. And I knew, yeah. again, because we were focused on nutrition and like all bodies, all skin thrives off the same nutrition, I yep. knew that we could create this very universal formula that yeah. could really just positively impact all skin, all skin types, yeah. all, all genders, all ages, all tones. And I mean, when you break it down like that, it's like the building blocks, you know what I mean? You just kind of need those building blocks and it makes sense. It really does without all the added extras that fill it all up to fill the bottle up. I think we're a lot more educated now as consumers and as people that are shopping for skincare. I feel like, no, yes, do you agree? I mean, I think it's really hard for a consumer. Yeah. I think the industrial wellness complex, the industrial beauty complex is so huge and has so much money at their disposal that it is very, very hard for a consumer to be able to separate fact from fiction sometimes. True, true. I agree. I agree 100%. I think that's where it comes back to the conversation you trust your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And when your girlfriends exactly. pass on, I think when your girlfriends pass on a recommendation, yes. you trust them. And I think that's what I love about, I mean, social media is that I'm lucky that I've created a brand and a voice that people trust. So when you try things and you love them, it is like your girlfriend telling exactly. you, like, this works. You know what I mean? 
I would love to hear about your sliding door moment, your big moment that kind of changed the way that you were going and you decided to go left instead of right. And then here you are now. Yeah. I mean, okay. So my sliding door moment could have gone any way of, uh, of kind of like three ways. Yeah. I was parallel pathing, as they say, <laughs> um, words I would not have used at the time. Um, but I was parallel pathing these three different business ideas I had left um, the winery. I was pregnant with my first daughter. The winery business takes a lot of travel, international and domestic travel. And I knew that wasn't part of what I, I wanted to do moving forward. And so I wanted to find a business that I didn't have to travel as much. Yeah. So I was thinking about, um, I think I still actually own the URLs for these. So if anyone out there thinks that you know, this is a great <laughs> idea, let me know. A skinny Vine, which was a low-calorie wine. I love this, yeah. Mighty Butter, which was a superfoods-infused, like, nut nut butter company. I love, why the butter? Can I ask the butter? Why the butter? Well, okay, so I, you're coming from, understand, like, I'm coming from America where peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, all that uh, stuff okay, is, like, yeah. huge, right? And so <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that if I can have peanut butter and it can be have all, you know, all sorts of really good stuff in it for me, then I'm just, you know, golden, right? It's interesting listening to this because it's always about what's in something and how your body benefits from what's in the product you're making. Yeah? Yeah, that's inter- that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, because ultimately this wasn't, I wasn't trying to build a business to sell, right? No. Like this is something yeah. that was of me, for me that I would be building. It was going to be my baby, right? So yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could ever kind of divorce myself from, from the product. Yeah. You know, my dad, yeah. I remember my dad telling me one day, we were talking about wine and different wine styles. And, and at the time, the kind of wines that we were making were not necessarily in vogue. We make very balanced, very um, kind of delicate, elegant wine. Not like yeah. at the time, it was very much about everyone wanted these big, bold, huge, juicy oak bombs, right? Yeah. And I remember asking yeah. him, you know, what would we ever consider doing that? You know, because I was in yeah, sales yeah. at the time, right? And I was okay, like, yeah, and, so you and, got and it. Now you couldn't buy a bottle of wine if you tried, but at the time, like, it was just the opposite. Yeah. And I remember him saying to me, April, here's the thing. If no one buys this wine, I have to drink it and I'm only drinking the best. And so I, like I that. apply that to Vintner's Daughter every day. Yeah, I, yeah. That's, you know, I refuse to take a shortcut. I refuse to cut corners because ultimately I remember thinking, like, if no you. one ever buys this, <laughs> I've got to use it all. And I'm only using yeah. the best. I love that. I really love that. So what made you choose beauty? Out of your three possible avenues, what made you go with beauty? Okay, so this was an interesting moment. And I remember it so clearly. I was in my kitchen with my husband and he's, he's looking at me and he's somebody who's like a successful entrepreneur. And he's looking at me going, April, you, you got to pick one. You cannot keep doing all three. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, tell me about each one. So I tell him about Mighty Butter. I tell him about I Skinny it. Vine. I love that it had names. I oh, yeah. love this. I mean, because that was like the, probably the most fun part to me, right? That I was like, oh, yeah. what's the name going to be? And I, you yeah. know, go, let's go buy the URL. And, and then the third was Vintner's Daughter. And so I think I spoke about Mighty Butter for, you know, maybe 10 minutes, Skinny Vine for maybe two minutes, and then Vintner's Daughter I spoke about for, you know, 30 minutes and my eyes lit up. And so it was this very like, aha moment. Like, this is absolutely what, what you need to be focused on and what really is bringing you energy and joy. So let's, you know, let's go for it. Where does the name come from? Great question. So a lot of people think it's me. Yeah, <laughs> It's not me. It's actually because I was pregnant with my daughter when this all came about. I am the vintner yeah. in that scenario and she is the daughter. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I got goosebumps at that little moment. I also can imagine you standing in the kitchen because sometimes and, and speaking about it because it's funny when you have to take that moment and when you can't shut up about something, right. you know you love it That's and you exactly got to do it. it. And your your yeah. your whole energy changes, your body changes, everything everything changes, right? Just all of a sudden you're in this yeah. flow. And that 100%. flow that we all know and when you're in it, there's like nothing better, right? Totally. So who supported your dream? when you were doing all of this? Well, my husband, for sure, Yeah, in a huge way. You know, I have, I'm really lucky to have a, a community of really extraordinary women, yeah. friends and colleagues who helped in a, in a really big way and continue to do today. I mean, a day doesn't go by where I don't talk to a fellow entrepreneur or somebody else in the business in some way and just say, okay, what are you doing, dealing with? What, what are you thinking about yeah. this? Is this happening to you? What's happening? What are you thinking about that? And so that community has been one that I did not know would come from this. It wasn't something that I had expected. I'd only ever really worked in traditionally male-dominated industries. Yeah. And so I just yeah. didn't have that same level of camaraderie um, that in the beauty industry is there, which is something that I'm grateful yeah. for. I think you guys have it amazingly in America. I find it we're a little bit behind the eight ball here, being completely really? transparent. Yeah, and it's really is every. I was traveling so much before COVID and everything. I was spending so much time in LA, and that network that I had there it's and extraordinary, the right? and unbelievable, and the sharing of information and contacts and. I mean, the reason I met with Violet Gray was purely because of a relationship I had with another woman in LA. And it's really sad because here it, there isn't that support oh, that gosh. I experienced. Well, try yeah, to create it. It's one of those yeah. things that I think that's how men oh, must 100%. feel in the world. Like they, yeah. and I'm not trying to take it away from them, but I think they just dip no. their toe in the water and like this current just takes them, right? Of like, yeah. it just takes them of all of the these, you know, men who've been there, done yeah. it before and who are, you know, in, in that same current especially in right now, I think it exists. Yes. It's so strong. And I didn't realize it was the US, but um, it's something that, again, like I said, it's just like, I'm so grateful for. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's just funny you saying it because I think there is like that boys club. It's nice that I like to think that we've got the girls, our girl gang is coming through. Do you know what I mean? And, and you need it. You yes. need that support. Absolutely. Because it's like you said, somebody's experienced it before and, and may have failed and gotten up and tried it a different way. And then when they share it with you, you're like, oh, thank goodness. I've got that little bit of knowledge. It's going to help me. It's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. So. Or they may know somebody that can help you with whatever you're dealing with or what have yeah. you. There's just, or just a sounding board, Right. To, yes, say, yes, to say, yeah. you can do this. Like, I promise, keep going. It's all good. Like, you're on the right track. Yeah. Go. Totally. Know? With part of your journey, what are some of the unseen sacrifices that you've had with everything that you've had to do to create such an iconic brand? I mean, it's all worth it, right? So I don't I don't know that I dwell on the things that I, that I can't participate in, but absolutely there are things that I say no to. I don't have a big social life. Um, <laughs> it's really about my family and my work. Yeah. So I, you know, I value my friendships very, very, the friendships that I do maintain really, really closely. Um, so, I mean, th that's probably it. Occasionally I sacrifice sleep. More than occasionally I yeah. sacrifice sleep. Yeah. But, you know, it's all worth it. So again, like I said, I don't it know is. that I dwell on the things that I don't, no. yeah. With that said, has there ever been a part of your journey that you've kind of gone, oh my goodness, it's too hard. I can't go on. I've got imposter syndrome. This is who am I? How am I doing it? How am I here in the boardroom? Like, have you ever felt yes. like that? Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. There are several times when I found myself in rooms with 
you know, people who have created these extraordinary brands and whether it's on Zoom or it was in real life and I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, like, when are they going to realize I don't belong here? (laughs) 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 You know? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, absolutely that happens. And, and it's, and, and I think, you know, again, I think imposter syndrome happens to women more than I, than I hear men at least talking about it. And so it's something that I try to, um, you know, it, it doesn't service me. So I try to yeah. kind of just put it in the backseat. Yes. That's what I was going to say. How do you deal with it? What do you do? Do you just shut the voices down, turn them off? I mean, I think, you know, in, in some respects, it, it may be good to say like, you're you're in this like real space, April. You need to get your big girl pants on and do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so there's that part of it that you can kind of like use to energize you. But like the majority of it, it, it doesn't really serve you, you know? So like I said, you put it, you put it in the backseat and you keep on driving. And then you can deal with it later. That's why I was, I'm like, I don't have time for you now. I will deal with it after the meeting. And then you uh, forget about it. I will take the it. good from you and I will leave the rest. <laughs> yes. Has there been any key people that you've worked with through the journey since starting the brand that have been big influences in yourself and the brand? Oh, are you kidding? I mean, there are so many from my parents to my husband to my all my friends yeah. to other brand founders yeah it's so nice to be able to say such a big group Do oh, you know what I mean yeah there isn't anyone that I don't feel like that I couldn't reach out to who wouldn't like take a call and 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 honestly and sincerely try to like support me in a real way yeah. so yeah, yeah I mean that's I'm I'm super grateful for that and I try to pay that back yes too. yeah just not in the morning it needs to be oh, like after a good 10 30 <laughs> So where do you get your inspiration from now? What now that you're, you know, in the middle of it, where are you drawing inspiration from still from where it started? I, I think, you know, for me, it's really about finding like the truth, right? And finding um, what in the truth in in skincare. And, and I don't mean it to sound as kind of philosophical as that sounds, but but really kind of creating products that, again, live up to those huge standards that we have for ourselves. Yeah. So that, yes, we have this positive impact on skin, but that also we believe fewer and better is best for the skin, but also for the environment, right? So I'm very much inspired by, you know, our sustainability efforts. And I don't mean by like our sustainability efforts, but I mean inspired by by everything we can do to have less of an impact on our planet. Yeah. Because ultimately I think Earth is the greatest inspiration, right? She is the most elegant. She is the most wise. She is the strongest. Like all the things you aspire to, like she is. And so yeah. protecting that is something that that's really important to me. And how are you doing that in the business? So, you know, from day one, it's been a focus. So yeah. we're lucky that we're not in a position where we're kind of on our heels trying to backtrack into our into yeah. our formulas or our packaging or shipping. So it's it's just been ingrained in everything we do from day one. And so we are from, you know, again, from our sourcing, sourcing and working with the most conscious and ethical growers and producers in the world to the way that we formulate and the offices and the buildings that we formulate yeah. in to our packaging, to our shipping, to and everything it's in, it's in between. Of, I love hearing that because I do think a lot of companies, not that it's a bad thing, but are backtracking and trying to go in through all their systems and how they mm-hmm. do things, but to actually have a business born as it integrated into you and your brand is amazing to have started it like that. It's part of our, we use we use OKRs to create our kind of objectives and priorities yeah. for, the, for the year and for the quarters. And it's always part of that, yeah. how we can kind of get better, how we can make less of an impact. And then 
Um, well, I guess more of an impact, right? With less of a carbon footprint. Yeah. We are carbon neutral. We're, we're in the process of getting um, certified as a B Corp, which we're really excited about. Wow. And then, you know, 2% of every, and this was from day one too. And I remember somebody having a conversation with me going, why would you do 2%? No one ever does more than 1%. But we give 2% of every bottle sold to charities that benefit women and children. I love that. That's something that's really important to us as well. And it's yeah. really an exciting part of growth because we get to give away more money every year. Yeah. And I think it's important to the consumer. Like, I mean, I know it's important to me. I know that brands that are doing the right thing are actually, I think I've become more of a conscious consumer. You know what I mean? And I like to think people around me are doing the same. So well, let me tell you, any company that you see that is a B Corp, they have gone through such rigorous oh, testing yeah, doing and it. validation <laughs> That yeah. that is a company that you can trust is is not only doing the right thing today, but is has um, plans in place to get to get better. I love that. Thank you. What's next? What do you know? Ooh, what are you working on? That's a good question. We have some fun <laughs> things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. We have um, every year we do a limited edition bottle, which is a bottle that's nearly twice the size of our standard active botanical serum. And we always invite a artist to come in and um, and create the bottle with us. And so this year we're really excited. I can't say who it is, but we'll be <laughs> announcing <laughs> we'll be announcing that soon. And so that's always a really fun moment. Um, last yeah. year, we worked with Lauren Howardwell Godfrey, who's this, this extraordinary um, uh, jewelry designer. Yeah. And then we have some fun collaborations coming out. And then next year, we will have a new product next year. So that's going to be oh, exciting. very exciting. How long have you been working on that for? Gosh, not quite two years, but it'll be two wow. years in January. I just think it's really interesting when people say that they're launching a new product and people think, oh my God, yes, it's just happened overnight. But it's like, no. I know. Oh, well, that's so exciting for you. That's amazing. It will be really exciting. You know, and I still have my fingers crossed because what we require from a performance perspective out of these products is sort of extreme. And so um, getting everything to come together and play nicely is always a, is always a struggle. So hopefully we Can get Can I there. ask, is it Mighty Butter? Is Mighty Butter <laughs> making, making an appearance? That's what it is, yes, isn't it? Yes, our new product is a superfoods infused peanut butter, people. You can eat it and put it on your face. You can wear it as a mask at night and on your, on your toast in the morning. for later. I love it. I love it. I'm telling you, somebody's going to listen to this. You better have it all registered. <laughs> Just lastly, so many people listen to this that are at a cross point and kind of trying to work out if they're going to do it on their by themselves or starting something new or starting something that they've made. What advice do you give to somebody that is about to, I don't know, embark on a journey or, or try to do something themselves? What advice would you give? I think that's a great question. And I think it's something that I actually did almost accidentally at the start, to be honest. Um, because as an entrepreneur, as you know, like you are constantly being challenged, right? There's mm-hmm. constant challenges. And I have been able to kind of face those, overcome them, like turn them into, you know, things that actually benefited us, I think, because I had such a clear vision, like such a clear North Star of who yeah. we are as a company. We make the finest skincare in the world. We do not cut corners. We do not take shortcuts. We begin with whole plants. I had these very, very clear, almost like constraints in a way yeah. around what we would do and what we would not do. And, and I think that has really allowed us to stay very true and very on a path 
Because, I mean, if you're lucky, lots of like shiny, bright things will come along, right? (laughs) To kind of take you off your path. Yeah. And maybe you kind of, you know, go over there and kind of look at it for a minute. And then you immediately think, oh, this doesn't feel right. And you come back. And so you have to listen to yourself and you have to really, again, like very deeply understand what that North Star is so that when you do get off track, like you, you know it immediately and you can come back. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really do. April, thank you so much for chatting with thank me. You I so can't much. wait until I get to come to LA again and I can Please see you. Please let me know. Please I, let me know. Like, I know. I'm definitely going to hit you up because I, I really do remember when I first had the conversation about you and I was like, I just want to use the products and I want to meet you because everybody that had kind of come in contact just said you were amazing and this has just reaffirmed it for me. So I'm definitely going to hit you up when I come I to LA. I would love that. I would love, love, love that. That'd be so fun. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Sliding Doors is hosted by me, Elle Ferguson, producer Tina Matalov, executive producer Jennifer Goggin, and a special thanks to my manager, Camille Toulouse, for always being a fresh pair of ears on each episode. Listener.